to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today's challenge, position yourself. What if everything that is experienced at a tailgate, because a lot of those statements are what you experience and feel at a tailgate, what if, what if that was the church? Because it should be. Those th- same things should be statements about the church, but I think sometimes they're not. And so the idea is like, hey, let's come here. Let's have a good time together. Let's experience life together. Let's cheer things on together. Let's, let's be excited about what's going on in each other's lives. Uh, let's hear about what's happening in each other's lives, and let's, let's do this thing. Let's, let's experience life together. And so uh, the idea of what happens at a tailgate really should be like what happens at Anchor Church. And so I want to encourage you with that thought today, because today we're going to experience a little bit of something special. I want to walk you through a couple different things, little surprises around every corner, but nothing dangerous is the statement that we like to say. So we're going to have some fun today. You guys ready to have some fun? So I was thinking... Are you guys ready to have some fun or what's going on? All right, cool, okay. All right, so I was thinking about fun and I was thinking about going to the beach and I was thinking about beach balls and beach balls are fun, right? And, and does it look like I'm having fun? Somebody said no, you got it right. This is not fun right here by myself. But what makes it fun is when other people are a part of it, right? That was a horrible, horrible job. Here we go. So the whole idea, when you go to a stadium and you see a beach ball, you guys are ducking from it. Like, no, don't do that. But what makes a beach ball fun is when there's other people hitting the ball around you. And you see it at stadiums, too. People are bouncing the ball around. They're having a good time, and they're having a, a fun time, and they're, and, they're, and they're having fun. We're having fun, okay? We're having fun. That's the whole purpose of it. But so at least one laugh. We got, we got, we got one laugh. We got one laugh. But here's the idea. When, when, when people are experiencing something together, they have fun. And right now, we're bouncing beach balls around, and it seems a little ridiculous because it is. But at the same time, we can have fun doing it, all right? You can kill it. You don't have to keep it going. That's okay. That's okay. But here's the, here's the shared experience. The shared experience is, is when we come to church, we are experiencing something together, but it shouldn't be something that we're experiencing alone. It's something that we should be experiencing together. When we come here, we come to worship. We worship one, right? We worship the one God. We sing songs to the one God. But when we come here, and we're, we're learning and we're experiencing the things that we experience together, we experience that as, as a family and, and, and as a community. And so when, when we do that, it is something that we do here, but it also should be something that we do out there. It should be something that we do in the streets. It should be in the neighborhoods. It should be in our homes. And we should be coming together. And we talked about it last week. That's what happened in the first church. When it, at the very beginning of the church, people met and they hung out together and they broke bread together. They ate meals together. They experienced things together. They read the word together. They, they did life together. And so that's what we're going to focus in on and experience at Anchor Church, and that's what the whole thing of Tailgate is, is is what happens when we live life together. And so that's the whole purpose of all of this. So the very first thing I want to share with you today is this, that in order to experience a tailgate, in order to experience living life together, in order for your heart to be prepared, in order for you to be ready, you've got to position yourself, all right? That's my first thing. If you're following along on our, on, our, on, our, on our hub, it's at anchorchurch.online. You will see there the very first statement that we have, and it should be on the screen at this point. It says, position yourself, position yourself. All right, so when I was playing football, I played football in high school, and uh, it was my favorite sport. 
Football was my favorite sport, and I, uh, I played wide receiver, and that was my position. I played defensive back as well, and, um, and so I, I, I really enjoyed that. I, depending on what type of the year it was or what type of season or how well we were doing or how good the quarterback was was how much I really liked what position I played, whether that was on offense or defense. But we had like, you know, you need, you need, tw- you need 11 people to really play football. 22 would be great, offense, defense, because 11 people were on the field at the same time. Just in case you didn't know that, I'm trying to fill in the blanks for some people that don't know football that well. We had, I think, 27 people on my high school football team. So you played as much as you possibly could, and uh, you got really tired. So I did play both sides of the football field. And, um, but positionally, my favorite spot was wide receiver. And so I played high school f- football, and then I went to um, Gainesville, and I played football in Gainesville, and, um, and I enjoyed, you guys are laughing, I did. And so, um, and, and then when I was done uh, in, in, in Gainesville, you don't even believe me, that's fine, that's okay, hey, check this out, all right, here we go, I got my gear, I got my gear back here, you don't even know. See this right here, Gainesville Thunder, you thought, you thought I was talking about the Gators, you thought I was talking about the Gators, I played for the Gainesville Thunder, it was a semi-pro team, which means that you pay to play, and so... But when I played football, my position was wide receiver. And so when we played the sport, when we played the position, um, there were a few things that we learned, obviously. And so the more that you play, the more you learn. The more that you experience, the more that you can teach. And so what was cool for me is I got to go back to my high school and coach for one season. Guess how many games we won that year? Zero. We won zero games. But that's okay. It wasn't my fault. I was just a, I was just a position coach. But here it is. Position yourself. I want you to keep this in your memory, all right? Position, position yourself. And so as a wide receiver, when you're, when you're getting on the line and you're looking in towards the quarterback to watch where the play is, one thing, the very first thing that we would always teach when we were teaching people to line up on the line was to angle your foot in. Because when you angle your foot in, you got a little bit more stability for when you're about to take off. Because if you're like this, you can actually kind of fall over. I've seen it happen before. Kids would fall all over the place because they, they didn't have enough... Um, foundation basically so you get in a position and you're watching in and you're and you're making sure that everything's good and, and until the quarterback says hike and then you take off but that was the very first thing because when you are a position coach you teach how to hold your position and so it's imp- that's how much I love you guys because I messed my hair up all right <laughs> hey I gotta take this off This was my high school practice jersey right here, number 19, because I liked Keyshawn Johnson, and I just wanted the football, okay? Just wanted the football, as Keyshawn Johnson would say. He didn't say it like that, though. But anyway, um, <laughs> position yourself. And so, so if, if, if I can have permission to be your position coach today, is that cool? Can I be your position coach? I want to I teach you positionally how we can position ourselves in order to receive what God has for you today and in order for you to receive um, this idea of community, all right? And so the first thing in position yourself we have on the screen again is, um, is how you can position yourself to be available. I don't know why I'm out of breath right now. That should not be happening, <laughs> but I am. Position yourself to be available. So what does that mean? What does that look like? I want to read a couple different things. I want to share a couple different stories with you that we see in Scripture. And in uh, John chapter 5, I don't think they have it on the screen because I just want to go through this real quick with you guys because I want to make this short and simple and sweet today. But we have the story of the, the, the feeding of the 5,000 in Matthew chapter, I mean in John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verses 5 through 9, we see the story of, of the feeding of the 5,000. 
And what happens here in this story is, is a famous story. If you don't know it, uh, it's the idea that just a couple pieces of bread and a couple fish uh, produced a, enough food to feed a massive amount of people, more than 5,000 people because there were 5,000 men, which means that there were children and women there as well. And so what happens here is, is, is that there's this little boy. This little boy is the one that produces just the small amount of food. It says in, in John chapter five, verse five, it says, therefore, when Jesus looked up and noticed the huge crowd coming towards him, he asked Philip, where will we buy bread so that these people can eat? And he asked this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. And Philip answered, 200 denarii worth, which is a small amount of money, 200 denarii worth of bread will not be enough for each of them to have a little. Basically saying, hey, listen, we're gonna, we could buy bread, but it's not even enough for even people to have a small crumb. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they to do for so many people? And the whole point of what I want you to understand in this position yourself is this little boy had this meal. His mom packed him this lunch to be able to go out that day. He didn't know what that lunch was gonna be for. It was for him. People would say that the fish were not like even fish that we think of. It was almost like sardine-type fish. Small little fish. It was enough for a little boy to eat. But here he is, he's in the right position in order for something amazing and miraculous to happen. But if he wasn't in that position, then it would have never happened. He was available. He didn't know that God was gonna use him that day, but he was there and he was available. And sometimes that's all God needs from you and all God wants for you is just for you to be available, for you to be present. So in order for something amazing to happen, something to happen in the, the, your life for just even the foundation for getting in your position is position yourself to be available. You can also position yourself to do this. Position yourself for a blessing because that's what happened with the boy. He positioned himself and he was available and then he was a part of a blessing as a result. And there's a couple stories that we read in scripture in Luke chapter 19. We see the story that Jesus is entering Jericho and he passed through uh, this area and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a, a chief tax collector and he was rich. Zacchaeus is this little guy that, uh, that everybody, like a lot of people know about this story as well. It's another famous story. I'm gonna walk you through a couple famous stories that we see in scripture. This is like the best hits, the golden oldies. And, uh, and we're gonna talk about a couple of them. But, but Zacchaeus was a tax collector, which means that nobody loved him. Nobody wanted to see him and wanted to be around him. But Zacchaeus needed something in his life. He knew that he needed hope. He knew that he needed something. And, and, and one of the things that he was doing at this moment is he's really trying to make himself available. And as we read the story, we see that he was trying to see who Jesus was, but he wasn't able to because the crowd. He was a short man, so he couldn't see over the people. He's like Drew Brees looking over his linemen. That's a football joke in case people don't know. So running around, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, and since he was about to pass through on the way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry down and come down, because today I'm coming over to your house. See, what was happening here is that Zacchaeus knew that he needed something. 
He was lacking something. He didn't have something in his life. He was missing out on something. And what he was missing out on was a true relationship with our Savior. And there's people in our lives. There's people that we see day to day. There's people in our neighborhoods. There's people that we care about. There's people around us that could experience a life with us and experience a tailgate with us, experience community with us that are around that they don't know where to go. They're trying to find something. They're trying to experience something. They don't know what's going on in their life, but yet they're searching. And that's what was happening in the life of Zacchaeus. He was searching. He was hearing these stories about who Jesus was and what he was doing and the miracles that he was performing and what was going on. And Jesus was coming to town. He was bringing all these people with him and all these people were flocking to him. And Zacchaeus said, I need something. I don't know what it is. I'm lacking something in my life. But he was positioning himself to be available and to be a blessing positioning self to receive a blessing. And that's what happened. Jesus came to his house and he got to experience salvation as a result of being available and wanting to experience this blessing. And to you, I want to tell you that you need to position yourself, A, to be available, but then B, to receive a blessing. Sometimes we, we know that, 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 and we want something, but we're not really prepared to surrender which is the key word here, that we need to surrender to the Lord. Surrender our lives to Jesus and continue to surrender. There's another similar story in Luke chapter 8, verses 42 through 48. And this is Jesus again passing through an area and passing through some crowds. And while he was going, the crowds were nearly crushing him. A woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had spent um, all this time with doctors, but yet could not be healed by any of them. She approached from behind and touched the tassel, the garment of his robe, and instantly her, bloody, her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. And, and when they denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming at you, and you're, they're passing through you. And I've been in an area before. I could think of, of the world's largest outdoor um, social party in, in Gaines and Jacksonville. Like I've been, I've been down there for that, that Florida Georgia game. Talking about football, talking about tailgate. That's the biggest one in all, they, they claim it to be the biggest one, right? But I've been in there where, and, and there's this area where there's just people coming, they're hanging out, they're eating, they're, they're doing all that stuff. And, and, and there's just so many people there. And you, you literally have to wait for just like this wave of people to, to go or you're just trapped. And there's been times where like I've been so stuck in with all these people where when the crowd moves, you move, that sort of thing. And so when I picture that, I picture that's how this was where Jesus was. There were so many people wanting to just get around him and just be in his space and be in his area that they were clamoring to be around him. And as he's passing through this area, I'm sure tons of people were touching him. It's not like he was just floating around with you know, the bubble that we all want to have, right? People were touching him. So this lady walks up and she, she, here's who she is. She, she's somebody that's positioning herself to receive something special, right? She could have just watched him and, 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 and maybe just said, hey, um, um, Jesus, when you got some time, I'd love to talk to you. No, she, that's not how she was. She positioned herself to receive something amazing. She positioned, her, positioned herself. She was available and stepped forward to receive this blessing. And so what happens, she walked up and she touched her, his garment, Jesus' garment. And when she touched it, the bleeding stopped. And Jesus said, someone, someone touched me. Who was it? In verse 30, 20, 46, sorry. Someone did touch me, Jesus said. I know that because the power has left from me. 
And when the woman saw that, that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him. In the presence of all the people, she declared the reason why she touched him and, and how she was instantly cured. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has, been made, uh, has made you well. Now go in peace. She positioned herself to receive this blessing. Do you, are, are, we, are we tracking with that? Do you, as your position coach, we, do we understand that? That we need to be in a place that we're available and that we're available and surrendering to receive a blessing because I think there's a big difference. There's a big difference between being available and just saying, okay, God, I'm ready for you to make something happen in my life. I'm here, I'm ready. There's a big difference between being there and then also saying, all right, God, I, I am after you. I am pursuing you. I want to know you. I want to be with you. I want to touch you. I want to be who you are. There's a difference. Because I think sometimes in this life, we think, you know what? I, I, I've, got, I, I, I've got a messed up and jacked up life. It's not perfect. I'm not perfect. At Anchor Church, we recognize the fact that people aren't perfect because, listen, we can pursue perfection, but we're not going to because we fall short of the glory of God. Can, can I get an amen on that one? We fall short of the glory of God. We're not perfect. So we're, we're, we don't celebrate that at Anchor Church, but we recognize it. And here's the difference. We can pursue grace, and that's okay. That's, that's no, that's not okay. We can receive grace, but to pursue grace is not good because when we're pursuing grace, it's us saying, you know what, I've got a messed up life and I keep messing up, but you know what, Jesus covers all me with all the grace. And, and that sounds great, but let me, let me tell you what you should be doing. You should per, be pursuing holiness because when you pursue holiness, when you pursue the things of the Lord, when you eventually do fall short because you're going to, grace steps in. So, pursue holiness and allow grace to step in where you fall short. And that's when you can start to receive a blessing. Because we see in, in Scripture time and time again, Jesus tells Simon Peter, who's after him, who just wants to know more about Jesus and is, is trying to be confident. He's, he's trying, to, trying to get Jesus to say, yeah, good job, good job, Peter. And, and so Peter says, you know what, Jesus, that's not going to happen to you. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Get behind me, Satan. He calls Peter Satan and says, get behind me because you don't know really what, um, what we're pursuing here. And that, that was a confusing thing for Peter. And, and, and what I want you, basically all I want you to understand is, is that I want you to pursue. Pursue holiness, pursue a relationship, pursue uh, a, the blessing that God has for you. And you need to position yourself for community. And that's where we're gonna land on and we're gonna finish out our time here and understand the opportunity that we have to be a part of a to be a part of a community, but you need to position yourself for community, because I think so many times when we are in a church, and you're, if you've ever been a part of a church before, and, and and if you just started coming to Anchor Church, and this is this is what you would consider your church family, I think sometimes we we're comfortable just showing up, and maybe we're being available, and maybe we're ready for the blessing. But we really don't pursue relationship with people. We really don't pursue community. We don't really get together and, and break the bread like, like the Bible tells us to. Or the Bible tells us how it happened in the first church. So in, in, in Mark chapter 2, there's this story about a crippled man, a paralyzed man. And, um, and when he entered, this is Jesus in, in, in Mark chapter 2. 
And when he entered Capernaum, again, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many people gathered together, that was, um, and there was no more room, even in the doorway. And he was speaking the message, the idea of hope to them. He was speaking the message to them. And so here, just to set the scene real quick, they're in this house, a small house. You can't picture a house that we know of nowadays, but it's a jam-packed, small house that they would call a house. There's people all over the place. So many people in the room, probably more people than that were chasing Jesus through the street when the lady touched his hem. They were filling the doorway. They were filling the outside. They were probably all around. If there was windows, there were probably people in the windows, leaning up against the windows, people sitting on top of people's shoulders, trying to hear the message that Jesus had for them. They were positioning themselves. They were ready to receive the blessing. But there was a guy that couldn't get to him. And here's this, this man. And they, they came um, to him bringing a paralytic carried by four men. And since they weren't able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above where he was and they had broken through and lowered his mat, which the paralytic was lying on. So here's what happens. There's this man, he's laying on a cot, he's laying on a mat. And, 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 and he, he can't walk, he can't move, but he, he's heard about the healing power of Jesus. He's heard about the blessing that he could receive from Jesus. But he can't get to him. How can he? He's laying on a mat. But he had his buddies, his community, his partners, his people with him. And so they, they picked him up. And they, they started carrying him to the house. And they couldn't get in. And most people at this point would say, all right, it's fine. We can't get in. There's no way that I'm going to be able to get in with my cot and my, you know, the, the mat that I'm laying on. I can't walk in there, so it's okay, guys. But this guy had friends, friends that cared about him, friends that wanted to lift him up, to build him up, to encourage him, and said, no, no, this is not okay. Let's get you to Jesus. And I think sometimes we position ourselves Outside of community, we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be hanging out with friends that really don't care about lifting us up and bringing us to Jesus the way that they should be, right? We've got friends that'll sit on the, on the cot with us and say, yeah, man, this stinks. My life stinks too. And it's a whole lot heavier with two people sitting on a cot and other people trying to carry them in. And we're way more comfortable sometimes just hanging out on the cot with two or three other people that are just dogging everything else around them, that are not encouraging, that are not lifting, that are not bringing them to Jesus. Just sitting around complaining. Those are the people that we hang out with. It's not fair. This isn't right. I have a bum leg too. How could God do that to me? I don't know, he did it to me too. And we sit around and we complain. But we need to fill our life with people who will lift us up, who will encourage us, who will say, you know what? My leg is bummed too. Or hey, you know what? I'm not good either. But you know who makes me good? You know who fills my imperfections with his grace? 
You know who will fill your imperfections up with grace? You know who will give you the energy? You know who provides hope? You know who will do something amazing in your life if you continue to pursue him? You know who will fix this mess that you're in and turn it into a miracle? It's Jesus. You know what? Instead of sitting on this thing with you, I'm gonna pick you up. I'm gonna lift you up and I'm gonna take you to his house. We can't get in? I'm gonna take you to the roof. There's no skylight? I don't care. We're gonna rip the roof off. We're gonna drop you in. You're gonna what? I'm gonna drop you in. I'm gonna get you right there with him because you know what? I care about you. I love you. I wanna lift you up. I wanna help you. I wanna celebrate you. I wanna hear what happens in your life. I wanna be there when something amazing happens. I wanna be there when you receive the blessing and I wanna see it happen in your life because it's happened in my life and I can't wait for it to happen in yours. Those are the people that we need to surround ourselves with people that have been there before, people that have experienced the thing that we've experienced at the moment, but they've already been through it. They've walked through it. They're gonna be the ones that are encouraging us. They're not gonna be the ones that are sitting down with us anymore or weighing the cot down. They're gonna be the ones that are picking it up and taking it to Jesus. I wanna encourage you with that thought today. That I want you to surround yourself with people in your life that are going to lift you up. They're going to carry you. They're going to be able to help you and position you to receive that blessing. It's there. God wants it for you. But sometimes we're not in the position. We haven't positioned ourselves, and we haven't positioned ourselves around the right people to help us get there. And that's what this is all about. I want to see you around the right people. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.